Welcome to episode 17 of the Wiretap Podcast with Alex. Carlos here. What's up, everybody? Alex What's is here. Going on? here. We had to do this three times because he found his energy. <laughs> Gunda, what's going on, Alex? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> we had to start it because you're playing around too much. Oh, man, it's a great day, man. It's a fantastic day. Speaking of boxing, listen, I know I'm going to throw a little curveball at you. The reason we want to bring up boxing first is because Alex said people want to hear about sports. Okay, fine. Let's talk about sports. Did you see your boy Brian uh, Garcia? Uh, get uh, get the somewhat of his tail, you know, handed to him in the park in California. Did you see that recently? That YouTube video in the park? Yeah, he no, was I did not see that. Some, yeah, he was at the park, and some old dude was like, they were back and forth, and then they went at it for a little bit, and then he had to walk away. And I'm like, I don't understand why this kid would allow somebody to get into his head so much and say, "Man, I'm not gonna lift my, I'm not even gonna raise my fist at you." unless you got an easy million dollars. You know what I mean? Like, what is he doing? And he's, you know, he's 18 and 0. And that's what that guy kept saying. You 18 and 0, you 18 and 0. Yeah, he's 18 and 0, but you're not even in the ring right now. You know what I mean? And you, man, you ought to go. Listen, those of you that are listening, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in Brian Garcia uh, fight at the park, street fight. So it's, who it's, wins, crazy. it's crazy. Nobody wins. Uh, Brian has to walk away. They do get some licks in. You do. You do kind of see that. But speaking of boxing, since you want to talk about sports, what's oh, so yeah, no, so basically Canelo. we missed it. We missed it, right? Because we were on a, one of our previous shows, we were so I was so hype about Canelo, and we missed the following show, right? To talk about like to it. Talk but, about it, the debrief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, because basically, you know, this guy Sanders had talked about so much stuff and Canelo, man, just gave him a boxing lesson. You know, I don't know about you, man, but I felt like halfway into the fight, I was like, oh, no, Canelo's about to lose this. Could you, could, did you nah, feel dude. at one point? You didn't no, feel no, that no, mid-fight, bro? Like midway? No, 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 because, because there was some moments in there that the guy gave a little bit of a good show, but I think that was all it was, good show, because if we go to the numbers, you know, Canelo basically landed 73 out of 203 punches. And the guy, Sanders, landed 60 out of 284. So that the percentages is 21 to 35%. And I felt landing. that- Landing, you Sanders, mean landing, right? Landing, like power landing punches, percentages. landing. Yeah. yeah, correct. So I felt that the guy, even though he was kind of hitting here and there, Canelo didn't carry enough power. Like I when, I, when I felt- yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, but I, I just didn't feel you. the power. Did you feel like, uh, you know, I'll call him Dapper Dan. Uh, Dapper Dan, uh, every time he swung, he kind of just, he kind of just let his arms down and then just kind of loosened up. He almost, re his fighting style reminded me of Mayweather. Did that, did that ring a bell at all? Because, while you know, he, up? you know what? He, he actually learned, I think he took valuable lessons when he fought uh, Mayweather, right? Uh, I believe that he took those lessons and know that it's okay to wore out your opponent and, and, and you're still going to get the up. Cause I felt like he didn't get damaged at all, dude. Honestly, no, I don't no, think no, so. I don't, and, I don't and Canelo, every time you, you hear Canelo, like actually punch him, you can hear those powers like boom. Like, I don't know if the microphone or what, but they're both around the same distance from the microphones, but one felt like it was a lot of power and the other one didn't. So yeah. 
I took that like I was like, dude, I'm not. And then, of course, there was a couple of shots where now I'm not going to say the guy didn't land some good shots. He on did. Canelo. He's got, he probably, a, he's he got a bigger he's got a longer reach than Canelo, too, though. So so um, he landed some good shots, but I don't think that there was enough. And uh, I felt that when Canelo actually hurt him, the guy kind of taunted him. Like, I can't say the word, but what is it? Taunted him. Taunted him. Yeah, you're drinking again. You're drinking again. You got to put that bottle down, my friend. Uh huh. No, it's water. It's Dasani water. Get your coin. Uh, But I felt. Get your coin this month. (laughs) (laughs) But I felt like, uh, you know, I was like, dude, you're doing that because you're getting hurt. You're doing that because you're getting hurt. That's what I kept thinking in my in my head. You know, is dude, look, listen. The guy gave him some nice. Some nice little fights here and there, but Canelo with that power, he just broke his orbital bone. I mean, he, he did. Just, he did. Boom. I felt almost as if, I don't know about you, I, you know, I like to watch out for strategy, especially in boxing, when you wait for that right moment to execute on whether it's a jab, whether it's a right hook, then a left hook, you know, that one-two power. I, I, I like to watch that, but I almost felt like Canelo spent a lot of time studying this guy while he's in the ring. Would you say that? No, true. And then because when he goes back to the corner, the, his actual coach tells him, when he does this, this, you got to go right there. Go Boom. You're going yeah, you to go have yeah. that opening. You're going to have that opening. And and then in the next round, Boom. that exact, boom, it happens. The guy comes in and the guy just, well, bam, there's my opening and just whacks him. He said, when he goes down, you watch him. And then that's where you got to go. And then that's what happened. And, and basically he knocked, he did the, Good connection, broke his orbital bone. Guy couldn't fight even if he wanted to. That that eye just shut down. Like it's great. It, it was it's great. It, it was, was such. Great. And then really I don't, did you happen to see the post interview? Uh, this is you mean the guy that is, called him out? That one? Yeah. And the guy's uh, like, "Get out of here! Get, get out, out of here!" here. Uh-huh, he's like, "Who uh-huh. are you?" He's like, "Get out!" He's like, "I'll like, see you outside." He's like, "Oh, payday, payday, payday!" He's trying to. I thought that was hilarious. And the guy's like, oh, you're trying to see the person. I was like, man, I got to say something at one point. Yeah, of course. Of course. And, and that's the thing. That's the same thing I'm just saying right now about Brian Garcia, man. Yeah, he's 18 and 0. But you, if you allow these individuals to get inside your head, bro, you could you could miss out on things. Honestly, you could yeah. miss out on things. You could get sued. You know what I mean? You could break a contract for even swinging outside of business hours, Right. You know, it just mm-hmm. depends what you sign on the dotted line. So, you know, I think it was a fantastic fight. I think it was very hype, to be honest with you. I think Canelo did a bit too much of marketing, if you ask me. I think that it was, you should have just called it the Canelo-Canelo fight uh, because of everything that was going on. Because you see uh, the marketing efforts, you see the people he brought in to sing. Like, it was a show about Oh, Canelo. for sure. Would you agree? Yeah, no, for sure. The guy, the guy also had his little moments and stuff like that. But Canelo, obviously, he was feeding into the crowd. He brought the crowd. It was the biggest boxing event. Uh, fielding crowd is like seventy thousand above Absolutely. people. I mean, it was crazy. It was a, it was a show worth watching for sure. I mean, it was a nice, entertaining fight. Now, now speaking of fights, man, I, I wanted to bring this up. I know this is not of an interest to you. You said it to me earlier, and I understand. And everyone's got different things that float their boat. I really do. I get it. Because this gets into politics, and I know sometimes politics is your thing. But on this specific thing, the reason I want to bring this up is because this brings up a good point. So those of you that are listening, those of you that are watching and listening, uh, we want to talk a little bit about what the mayor of Atlanta, uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, how she is 
currently not seeking re-election. And the article that came out said that it was time to pass the baton to someone else. You know, yep. this woman has endured so much. You know what I mean? I'm going to be honest with you. She has endured so much from, you know, you've got, you got the movement, you know, you got the Black Lives Movement happening in Atlanta, which is very vocal, very active. She's trying to play both roles. She's got the White House coming down on her. She's got the president of the United States, right? You've got the president, you've got the executive office coming down on a mayor of a city of Atlanta, right? Then you've got the governor of the state coming down on you, who is supposed to be your biggest supporter, who lives literally in your city, who lives literally in your district, and you're not getting the support that you need, right? You've got that. You've got, uh, you know, you've got the, uh, the fire that took place in downtown Atlanta with, uh, you know, the whole cars that got burned in that restaurant. You got the little girl getting shot. I mean, there is so much there that you, I, listen, when people saw this, they were saying, you know, no wonder, no wonder, uh, no wonder she's, she's uh, you know, she's, she's got so much pressure. She's not going to do this. No wonder she's stepping down because she can't handle this. This is too much for her. Listen, I think there's something else there. I, think I'm so? not a conspiracy. Listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I've said this to you before. I think because you know there. there's a lot of like mayors and stuff that are getting a lot of pressure, and there's a lot of police incidents also across the nation. Because you know the mayor and, runs the city of police, right? Yeah, you know no, no, that. for sure. Yeah. But um, but uh, but I'm just saying that there's a lot of other cities that are in the same similar circumstances where they're having all these political back and forth debacles, right? And I feel that she's not living anything different than some of these other ones are. But you think that there's something more there. I do, man. I think, here, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I think there's a couple things here. I think this woman is a very strong woman. I think no matter what position you hold, if you surrender, and I'm going to tell you right now, because I've got, I have this experience now, I've had it before, and I'll say it again. No matter what I face, as long as I'm surrounded by a strong team that I have built, no one else has built it for me. Usually when I inherit a team, hear me out. When I inherit a team, whether that's on a consulting uh, you know, aspect or whether I'm doing something full-time for something, if I inherit a team, those that don't belong will weed themselves out. That's just, that's yeah. just reality. They always weed themselves out. They can't handle the pressure. They can't handle my leadership. They're just not going to work. So they weed themselves out. And what happens is now it gives me the opportunity to form my team the way I need to form it. Unless the team that I currently have in place can handle the pressure, right? Can handle the pressure, can handle the execution, and we can move and soar to the top. That's, that's, that's A1 right off the bat. I think that no matter what position you have, and this could be a leadership position, a leadership lesson for anyone listening, that no matter what role you play, no matter what it is that you do, and no matter what level of leadership you sit in, if you are surrounded by a strong team, you can survive anything. I'm going to say it again. If you are surrounded by a strong, competent team, okay, you can survive anything. I think what's going on here, there's more to it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and speculate. What that means is, those of you that are listening, is I'm going to go ahead and throw some things out there. 
I go think ahead, man. There's it. some. I think there's some executive stuff taking place. I think she mm-hmm. may end up somewhere in the White House doing something. Honestly, I'll I'll put mm-hmm. it out there that way. I think there could either be somebody with some big money coming at her and saying, "Don't worry about doing that. Let's put some money in doing something else. Help me mm-hmm. out and help me do this." I also think there might be something juicy cooking. Okay. That somebody mm-hmm. said, I have this on you. And if you don't step down, I'm going to release this. And therefore you okay. need to step down because nobody, let me, Alex, let me go ahead. You are not going to step down as the mayor of the city of Atlanta. Okay. You are not going to yeah. take this position and say, oh, I can't do this anymore. It's time to pass the baton. You've only served one term. You've only served yeah. one term. You ain't, you're not Kasim Reed. You're not, you, you actually took his place. You were very enthusiastic. You're very much about it. You don't take crap from nowhere from what I could see. And listen, I don't live in the city of Atlanta. You know, I do my, I, I backed away from the city of Atlanta intentionally, uh, but I've done so much in that city and I've seen so much of a change, but I'm going to tell you right now, Alex, I think there is something else there. I don't know what it is, man, but it doesn't make sense if you are surrounded by a strong and competent team. No matter what comes your way, you can hold yourself up. And let me tell you it's something. Almost, let, me say, almost, oh, go ahead. let me also go say ahead. this. Everything that this woman has gone through the past 365 days, what makes her think that is whatever is coming, she cannot handle if she's already been able to handle this? Let's just no, put for that sure. out there. It's almost like a House of Cards episode, right? Um, once you fight so hard to get into position of power, especially for a city as big as Atlanta, um, and for those that are from a different state, just pretend California, you're the city of the mayor of L.A., right? Or San Francisco. So it's yeah. a big deal yeah. being the mayor of Atlanta. And you're once you fought so hard to get there, you're not just going to step a, step away for no reason. You're not just going to say, oh, this is too hard, guys. Hey, yeah, can no we way. get a redo? <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Unless, just like you're saying, right, there's probably a potential that you're being called to do something bigger or someone's got the dirt on you and you have to step down because that happens as well. So, yeah, no, I mean, I see your points. They're all valid points. And I guess we just have to see what the the story develops or what comes up after, you know, because maybe – in three or four months, we she announces that she's running for something or she's been elected to do something. Who knows, Who right? Because he's still right. picking people part of his cabinet. He's still doing that now, right? Because he doesn't want mm-hmm. the, the, the Republican Party to get to him in certain ways. Anyway, so listen, I'm going to leave that there. I wanted to touch that because I, I just, something's there to me, Alex. Something's there to me. Anyway. Uh, Carlos, I wanted, you to, I wanted you to fill us in a little bit of what's going on at the other side of the pond, right? It's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of people organizing. People are standing about free Palestine, and we got Israel fight or you know Gaza over there with bombs being thrown back and forth. It's a situation that's been going for thousands of years now. It almost seems, and and uh, just fill us in a little bit, and then we'll discuss. Look. I'm not going to get into too much of this. And those of you that are listening, I'm going to be very intentional in, in how much I share on this, because if you want more information on this, you, you got to do some studying yourself. You yeah, figure out. yeah you, you got to, you have to. Let me just break it down. It is all a matter of power. Okay. 
Why are they going back and forth? Because it is all about power. Back in the 60s, it was, listen, Palestine, uh, you know, uh, whether it's a hate group or not, you know, whether they're terrorists or not, look, they're still political groups. Terrorists are political groups, guys. Let's just break mm -hmm. it down that way, okay? They're political groups. So what's going on is back in the 60s, there was a time where, uh, you know, uh, the Arabic people believed that, uh, that Jews should be completely eradicated, that Jerusalem should not be theirs, uh, the state of Israel should be uh, demolished and Palestine should take it over. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's parts of Africa that don't even recognize Israel, uh, that they consider it all Palestine. Uh, and, and that's, you know, whether we're talking about the Gaza Strip or not, listen, at the end of the day, it is all about power. Here's where my struggle is. Uh, and some people may say, well, Carlos, you're just being a Zionist. A Zionist is someone who, 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 who backs up Israel, okay? Uh, what I'm saying is this. When you use people, women, men, mostly women, women and children as your blanket, okay? as your blanket mm -hmm. to cover yourself from bullets, from attacks, and you grab these people to protect yourself, come on, man, what's wrong with you? Now, listen, that does not excuse things, right? The missiles, uh, you know, people trying to cancel Israel and why are they doing this to, there's children dying, there's people dying. Listen, war, what is it good for, right? Whether absolutely it's nothing. absolutely That's... nothing. Listen, it's whether whether it's it's Israel, whether it's uh, it's uh, Mexico, whether it's England, whether it's Alaska. I don't care. I'm just going to throw these things. When there's war, there will be casualties, right? And mm -hmm. ultimately, the root of this problem lies in power and people wanting to be recognized. Look, if you go deeper than the power, you get into religion, okay? If you go deeper than the power, you get into religion. Whose God is what and whose God says this to them. Then once you break free or go to the next level, you get into the power and who will win, right? So if you want to get to the root of this, the root at the end of the day is the power and the ability to override and overcome, right? Why did Germany do this to the to Jews? Why, why, why did Hitler have to kill, you know, uh, the movie, Inglorious Bastards, mm -hmm. right? I don't know if everybody's seen it. It's, I think it's a fantastic movie. Uh, and mm -hmm. Of course, it's, it's, it's not a real thing, but there's this one part where he's asked, uh, one of the commanders, he sa he's asked, why do you hate Jews so much? He says, um, let me give you an example. Uh, think about a cockroach. When you see a cockroach, what's your first instinct? Well, usually you want to just step on it, don't you? You just kind of, the cockroach hasn't done anything to you. It hasn't jumped on you. It hasn't bit you. It hasn't done anything. But just the look of this cockroach makes you want to step on it and kill mm -hmm. it. That's exactly why, right? It's the power 
right? It's a, I don't like something. I don't want it around me. It makes me want to hurl. So I'm going to kill it. Right. And that's what happens between that's what happened. Honestly, there's, there's so much more stuff to it, but that's what really happened between Germany and, 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 and you know, the Germans uh, and the Jews. And, and that's why there was uh, a, a horrible, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you got the Holocaust. It was a mess, uh, a genocide, a genocide of people. Now what's going on now, it's, now it's a different world, right? It's a different world. Here we are sitting in 2021, and you've got these people fighting over the root of it is religion and power and who's right and who's wrong and what's mine and what is yours, right? So there's people defending. Once you hurt me and you come against me, I'm going to retaliate. That's normal. So the UN has stepped in and the UN has stepped in to say, there's got to be a ceasefire. There's too many people being killed. You got to stop. Cause I don't know if you've seen, I've seen a couple of the videos that have been on Instagram and everything is, and you got little kids with limbs up and people dying. Just like you said, a lot of casualties going on from both sides, right? Because yeah, both sides, I mean, not one, because both sides, both sides. Yeah, for, for sure. The, it's just, I mean, it's kind of horrifying seeing all these innocent people, people, you know, just dying and, and, you know, kids and then the little kids crying because his dad's gone. I mean, it's, it's, it's very sad to see, you know, and some people think that traded in there that it's, it's terrorists, right? It's, is is Hamas or whatever. And, and they're causing the root of the issues, causing the fights, disguising it as the Palestine, like who knows really what's going on, but it feels like this has been going on for so much time that, at what point does it end or does it ever end? And I don't right, think so. I mean, and, 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 you know, I see a lot of people standing up and all across the world, there's been in Africa and all parts of the world standing up and saying like free Palestine people, free, you know, I don't know where the solution is and it's super complicated. And there's a reason why it's been lasting so long because I don't think either side wants to concede uh, uh, or get to the solution. I don't think. I don't think there is a solution. I'm. I don't know, dude. It. What's the solution with North Korea and South Korea, Alex? Until right. one conquers the other, maybe. Until right, right. Until that really yeah, happens, and that's what they're doing, little by little. And it's until the old forces and the old way of thinking and the old nature disappears that you can actually come to an understanding, right? So here's what I am going to say. Here's what I am going to say. Those of you that are listeners, instead of getting on social media and saying free Palestine or support Israel, why don't you do some education instead of jumping on the bandwagon, right? And copy and pasting a post or uh, uh, reposting a story because, oh, oh, there's somebody, you know, that's that's a picture and a sad yeah, song. You, you gotta, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the sad song. You gotta know song. how you got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 at the end of the day, you've got to recognize and you've got to understand that you need to know the whole story. You've got to know the whole story. So don't jump on the bandwagon and act right. like free palace. You, when you have no idea what this is about, you don't even know, you know? So, so if anything, keep your pulse to yourself 
unless you're going to do some education first, unless you're really going to dig in and figure out what the root of this is, then you can take a side. Then you can run up a post. Then you can hashtag all you want, but don't post it because you saw a video with some background music and it made you go, oh man, that sucks. No, there's more things that suck, right? There are harder things out there that suck. There are children in this country that are dying of hunger while we spend money on I'm not even going to get into it, right? I'm, no, for I'm, sure. I'm and I've always said it too. That sucks, no, no, no. right? No, anyway. and, and I said, anyway. and, and I said it before. You know, when we send and we spend billions of dollars in another country, and look, and I'm all for helping other countries, but but here's the thing: they we, get money. Listen, they get money, Alex. You round me up, man. They get money. They get help. And what do they do? Instead of helping people, instead of building hospitals, instead of creating real change, what does Palestine do? Oh, let's just let's just get people together and let's just give them some no, guns no. and let's go attack. Huh? What? Cut them all. That wasn't even. Cut them all. Listen, I wasn't even talking about that. I was just talking in general because it obviously yeah. happens with different Sorry, countries. I'm, I'm hot on this, man. I'm hot. No, no, no. It, it, it's coming it's in hot. Happen- do, do, do. <laughs> it happens all over Sorry, across the world Andy. that we yeah. try to support and we give all, a lot of money. And man, sometimes that we don't need to give that much money away. It's like there's a lot of people here that still need the help, and we can do a lot to help. And so I don't really agree with taxes. our tax dollars going. Yeah, right. I don't agree right. with our tax dollars just going and. Sometimes those countries don't even use it for that, it's, you know, for whatever purpose that we are giving the money for. That's right. That's right, man. No, no, no. Look, I, listen. Get we're off. Not gonna, let's we're go not to gonna, finance. Let's go to some finance. Yeah, let's talk about. Listen, we're let's not talk gonna, about this dead company called Apple, Alex. Dude, <laughs> listen. Apple is not dead. There's a reason why they're innovating. They're 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 what? moving along. What are they innovating? The, the AirTag. The AirTag. Oh. So let's talk about a little bit about the AirTag. Let's talk about the AirTag. Bro, the AirTag has been out without the name Apple, bro. The AirTag has been out. You know what makes it different? What? The fact that Tim Cook put it out? No, the fact that it follows their ecosystem, right? It's an easy, it's there. It's It's your everyday devices, not yours, but maybe the rest of the population. You're that 1% that doesn't have an iPhone. And, uh, that's why I'm you protesting. lost it because you know what look because you lost it because you didn't have your little watch to tell uh, you because hey, i didn't have my, my air tag but listen nah the, hey, the air okay tag, I think okay is let's pretty be real cool. let's be real let's be real how long have i been telling you that apple is dead and it's just riding on their old products and innovation has slowed down since steve jobs passed away Innovation How long have I been saying down. that, Alex? How long have I been saying that? But I don't think the product Alex, is dead. Alex, answer the question. How long? I mean, have you I said been it for a little that? while. You said it for a little while, but you've also never really had an iPhone except one year, <sighs> uh, last year or two years ago. You decided to get it and try it for a little bit, bro. But I got you never had iPads. it. I got four iPads. I got three. Yeah, iPads. that's because of the kids and stuff. That's listen, not you. Listen, listen, listen. You're such an listen. Apple hater. I am, man. I'm an Apple hater. You want to know why I'm an Apple hater? Is because innovation has lacked. That's it. That's it. Well, you know, the I stuff that they do, they just my do nephews walk good. around with this stuff too, and I'm like, man, put that junk away. Put it away. It's man, junk. listen, Carlos. They, how, here's the thing. This laptop that I'm, or laptop or iMac that I'm using, is from 2011. Uh huh. Tell me, 
Tell me what other laptop you got out there. I can show you. It's, my XP it's is not from 2008. Apple. Listen, my XP, not, not the one I'm using now, the one underneath it that is sitting on, because I'll do a double when I need to use it. My backup HP is from 2008, and we are in 2020. And let me tell you something. Well, listen, it dude, there's not that many Windows computers. No, just like man. brand new, bro. I'm no, sorry. I just Apple. think to those of you that listen. are listening, I'm not trying to offend your products because I'm pretty sure that every single one of you haven't, with the exception of one. I know one. I know one of my one of my guys out there is still rocking the Windows the Windows phone. Uh, the Razor listen, phone. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Listen, they're listen, rocking the Razor I'm a, phone. I'm gonna tell about you innovation. Right I'm gonna tell you right now. I struggle with Apple because they're lacking innovation. How are you gonna keep riding this iPhone wave? How are you gonna keep riding this iPad wave? Listen, tablets, they're a dime a dozen. Smartphones, a dime a dozen. An AirTag. So what do you want to see? Let's go to the root earnings problem. call about, ladies and gentlemen. We have found the answer. Here comes Tim. To no, cook. so what we have made for you today is this AirTag. <laughs> listen, no, look, listen. The, the, the AirTag itself. It on Hold on, stop. <laughs> yeah, the the Hermes uh, accessories and everything that go along with the AirTag. Uh, look, the AirTag is cool. I mean, it's got its place. Like you're right. There's other innovations out there that already use the same technology, but it's a different app. Is everything? Like I said, this puts it all in the Apple e ecosystem. It's got Alex. all those little. Listen, hold on. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're you're probably right. But what do you expect from them? What what else? What would you want to see from Apple? Let's go there. Oh, you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, go. I'm gonna make. So, gonna put so let notes. me. So let me see. Let me say this. Let me say this. So ready. Of course, they're gonna make a product that fits in their ecosystem. They would be fools not to push out product innovation and product launches that don't connect with their ecosystem. Why? It's a waste. It becomes a waste. When you recently just admitted a couple of years ago, yeah, you know, when you get to this point in the iPhone, it kind of does do this and that makes you want to go, well, that forces you to go out and get, oh, wait a minute. So that's how you keep us locked in. Okay, that's lack of creativity, right? Number one. But number two, here's what I'm waiting to see. Did I'm waiting see? to see. I'm waiting to see that you get rid of this dumb CarPlay stuff, right? And actually put together real software that has it in a uh, a self-driving car. I'm not talking about a partnership with Kia. I'm talking about software that you can stick into any ECU that you partner with, that you're going to collab with, and stop being scared of collaborations because it's going to cut into your market share, right? Because then that's where that's where you're really afraid, aren't you, Tim? That's where you're really afraid would it starts cutting into your market share, right? Starts cutting into your earnings and profit and loss, right? I get it. However, I'm waiting to see that, number one. I'm waiting to see for you to launch the next big thing, right? Everything is touch. Everything is touch. What's something else you got going on that's touch, right? Listen, I know they're working on different products, but I'm tired of seeing the iPhone this big and this big. Right. Let's let's do something. But it works so well. Tim, right. look. How about how about I, we? Know, how about he's a we big fan. A and he's watching him, us. Right. How about we? He's a big fan. He hit me up the other day. How about you put an iWatch on where the screen shoots down on my wrist, right? And I can type on my wrist. How about we pull some junk like that, Alex? Right. How about? I don't we think start, we're ready for that. I, I don't think, I think we are. I think Let we're me like say three this. years away from that. Let me say this. I think I think COVID has taken tech. And it comes to the tech world and it has really fast forwarded things. 
Oh, for you... sure. 100% is fast forward things, but I don't know if we're ready for a touchless keyboard or something like that. I think we're like two or three years away from that. Were we Were we ready for a touchscreen when Japan already had it out? Crickets. Probably not. This is where you insert the crickets, right? So that's what I'm talking about. If you're going to be the leader, okay? If you're going to be the leader of technology or one of the leaders of innovation and technology, show me, or as 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 the money as the movie goes, show me the money, Jerry from Jerry show Maguire, that 1998 yes, classic, right? Show me show the me money, me Jerry. Money. Show me the money, right? That's what I'm waiting for Apple to do. Stop coming up with the same version phone. Oh, and what it does now is oh, okay. It's faster. Another camera. <laughs> We've got another lens. <laughs> Come on, man. That's what I'm talking about, you know? I mean, you've got people like LG who aren't getting the the, sh the shine that they would, well, they got a foldable phone, bro. That's a razor bringing it back. That's that's taking Motorola's razor and bringing it back in a touchscreen, right? That's not innovation. We've been there, we've done that. Give us something, Tim. Give us something that we've never seen and stop holding back these young creators from flying because you're afraid we're not ready yet. Bro, we're ready and we're listening. Listen. And I'll come Obviously, back. I'll be the first one to buy it as soon as you put out some good innovation. I know you probably haven't kept up with it, but uh, um, there's been a trial going on with Epic versus Apple. Yeah. And uh, basically it's saying uh, how Apple tries to lock them down to their store and how they don't allow links and everything. And I'm That's not right. going to go through it because it's a long trial. It's going back and forth. Bottom line, I think they're bringing back Epic and the solutions probably Apple has to disclose another solution that goes outside of their stores. And obviously that cuts into their profits, but I don't know. I don't know what the right call here is for Apple. Obviously they do need to innovate and they do need to be on there. They brought And I get it, Carlos, what you're saying as the iMac that they're releasing, the one that they're coming out, there basically has a bunch of different colors. So I think we don't want to see colors. I think we want to see something else, something that's the next the next thing. I just don't know what else they can do at the moment. And I guess we'll have to wait and see. I listen, I, I think that's uh, I guess I guess you're absolutely right, Alex. Uh, I guess you are absolutely right. But when you really study when it comes to Apple and you really study them, what makes them the most money, Alex, is the iPhone. Mm -hmm. Their portfolio, right? When you look at their portfolio and what generates high earnings, right? We're talking $111 billion, right? We can say from what we see in the charts, from what we see on the calls, from what we see in the earnings, that the iPhone makes about $65 billion, right? I'll put it like this. Let's remove the billion, right? Let's remove billions. And Imagine $111, and out of your $111, $65 is made from the iPhone. What does that tell you? They're holding on as long as they can. They're going to milk that cow as long as they can because they know that the iPhone beast, whatever you want to call it, is what's going to generate more cash, right? That's why they're going to offer you a cheaper iPhone if you're not going to pay all this money for an iPhone because they know if they offer you a cheaper iPhone, you're going to get it. You're going to grab it, right? And they know that if they offer a cheaper iPhone, 
They pay less in the manufacturing of it, but can turn a higher profit margin at the end of the day. So 65 billion compared to 111 billion, let me tell you, they're afraid to let go of the iPhone. What Tim Cook is doing, sir, with all due respect, I would, I, I don't, I, there is no way, let me, I'm gonna say this. He is probably listening right now. I respect the man. I look up to the man. I salute the man. But Mr. Cook, with all due respect, sir, give us more. Give us more and free these kids because you got some kids in there that are ready to change the world, man. And we've got to stop holding them back because we're adding another camera to the phone. I'm just saying, Alex. No, no, no. And, and look, dude, I completely agree, but I don't, I'm not saying to get rid of the phone and do your thing. But just like you're saying, maybe there is a product out there that they need to offer something else because there's a lot of bright kids out there that are young, they're hungry, they got ideas, and they should allow them to see what they can do. I think that's uh, we've seen it time and time with Google with Google when they first launched and and um, even the Facebook and everything. Right. It was innovation. Kids trying something else. And it's obviously it's an app and it's a social media. But what I'm trying to say with that is so there's some kids out there that can get you the next thing, but you just got to give them a shot. You got to give them a shot and you got to stop yep. taking product one and offering 12 versions of the base model and adding different features. When you could give me all those features at once, hold on now, you can give me all those features at once instead of releasing different versions with an additional feature. That is cheap, sir. That is not innovation. That is milking the cow because you're running out of innovation. I'm just saying. Let's yeah, I mean, I mean I we wanted, can talk phones, yeah. we can talk earphones, uh, we can talk watches. Guys, think about it. It's one version after another. Same thing. The only thing that changes is the features. Where is the innovation? These guys already know where they're trying to take you. They're just going to release it one piece at a time. Why? Because they can scale it that way. It's called business, right? But I'm not coming back to Apple until I see some real innovation. And I, with all due respect, May he rest in peace as crazy of a man that he was, as demanding of a man that he was, as misunderstood of a man that he was. I'll tell you right now, Steve Jobs was the innovator and was the brain behind that brand, not Tim Cook. He's a manager, he's a leader, but he's not the innovator. Yeah, there's a reason why, there's a reason why, you know, Apple kind of died a little bit when Steve left for a while, right? When he had a- He took the company. He was pushed- there was a reason why when Tim Cook, they kicked Tim Cook out of the company, the company just fell. It, it, there's a reason why it didn't succeed. It was only until they brought him back, he was able to rebound that company. And thanks to him, Apple is where they're at today. If not, it wasn't for him, they wouldn't be pushing this leadership that the way they're in. But look, the, we'll see what comes out. And talking about business, Carlos, we, we need a tell the listeners this a little a, bit of this how is a we, hard one this next one man this is hard i mean i think it, it, i'm afraid it to cover this in in six minutes or less right i don't and, and i don't think i don't think we should cover it in in a few minutes here i, I think there's way too much to unpack but basically is how to research stocks a lot of people says like hey what do you need to look at what's this and it's just so much information especially for somebody that hasn't been involved you're starting to be new you want to start looking at it you don't there's a lot of people out there talking about it you don't know who's telling you truth and who's telling you false it, and it's difficult 
to know what stocks are good and which ones are bad. Dogecoin. If you if you <laughs> don't know how to do your research. And look. Dogecoin cryptocurrency is what you want to spend all your money on, guys. Do it no. and do it now. <laughs> We're not financial advisors. Carlos is the, you there is a potential for you to make money in those currencies, but look. Make your four dollars now. <laughs> Sorry, that's ahead. not what we're talking about. We're go talking ahead. about long, long term here. And uh, <laughs> so how do you determine what you want to invest in? I think that's the step number one. Yeah. You yeah. know, de determine how much money you're going to invest. How much? You're looking to. Yeah. How much is it? Is it $50 a week? Is it $50 a month? Is it $100 a month? Is it 200? So figure out that budget or what you want to go in year one, how much money you want to put at the end of the year. I think you need to let those foundations first as to where you want to go so you know how to how to grow your, what, your portfolio. Alex, let's go a little deeper. Let's get into mm -hmm. a couple go more ahead. details. Yeah. Let, let's go a little deeper than that. Uh, back in the day, and we're talking like 2005, Let's go 2005. I think we started investing back in 2005. And I believe back in the day in 2005, the, the, main, the main energy behind stocks, if you recall, was get you $500 together. Get 500 bucks, then you're ready to invest. Do you remember that? Yeah. I still remember sitting on the edge of my television, just studying all night long, man, because I wanted to jump into the stock market back in 2005. And yeah, I remember buying those dumb. Uh, what we bought that book, uh, Dummies for Stocks or Stocks for <laughs> stocks Dummies, for dummies. Yeah, yeah. And then we bought that. You made me buy that dumb, uh, that dumb Univision stock because of the soccer games that were coming. And then we realized, wait, it wasn't Univision, it was a branch of Univision. Oh man, remember that? Well, go ahead, go ahead. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, anyway. So, so let's. And then I told you about Sirius Satellite Radio, that it was a future radio. Yeah. And then it really became the future of radio. And then it was like, no, it's not the future of radio. Streaming is the future of radio. Anyway, yeah. um, so anyway, aside from that, I, I the reason I wanted to say a little deeper, and some of you may, have been, may already be past this, and that's good. But those of you that are not, look, Alex talked about determining how much you want to invest. Look, whether you're going to build up towards a certain amount or you're going to do it one at a time, my encouragement, and I don't know about Alex, is I would say gather that cash first, right? Meaning if your goal is a thousand, how about you save off to the side or put it in that investment account and save your thousand bucks first, then execute, right? Alex, mm -hmm. I don't disagree. Go down with that. that route, or would you go, hey, go ahead and buy, just buy right off the bat? One, two, three. I feel like you get the better deal in case that specific ticker does go up. Well, that's what I'm saying. It kind of really depends on what stocks you're going for. If you're going in, and this is what I'm saying about stocks going long-term. If you're- Hold. It, yeah, if you're going to hold them for a very long time, I don't think the strategy of maybe I hold my thousand bucks and then I go buy Apple, but- you know, or, or whatever, right? Just talking about Apple because it's a, a stock. Five shares. Because a stock, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad one. Or T-Mobile or, or AT&T or Delta or, you know, or these Johnson & Johnson. Let's take Johnson & Johnson. Good stock. Been, you know, it's not going anywhere. Good dividends. So 
if if I hold my thousand, then buy a, whatever I can buy for a thousand, and then build off of that. Sure. Do I agree with that? That that's yes. Now, if you're a person that cannot save a thousand dollars, but you can save a hundred bucks a month, right? Then do that. Go ahead. Go ahead and buy that stock and go one, 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 and yeah, you'll get those to those five, the same way the other person save up to a thousand. But it just depends on the what you are. What kind of person are you? Are you a person that can save and really save, yeah. or you're a person that gets money and, and spends it right away? Then then, then maybe you're that person that needs to buy one at a time versus the other person that can just hold a little bit, buy a couple, then build off of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Unless unless you have that type of discipline, right? If you have that type of discipline, Correct. different conversation, different story, totally. I just, I just want you to think about, and this is something me and Alex talked about, is when we talk about investing, you may be saying, hey, where, where, how do I start? Well, first, you got to figure out how much you want to spend, right? And you got to use it as this is designed to be an investment, but it can also be a loss. Ask all, and I know I'm joking, and I know I joked about this earlier, but ask all those people that just invested in cryptocurrency last week, and they saw their money disappear in certain ways. They're barely mm -hmm. gaining it back, but it's going to drop again. There's going to be dips. It's going to be a constant yeah. hustle. There's there's a SNL bit. I'm just, and I'm going to get off of this crypto thing. I promise, Alex. I'm trying not to jump on this. But recently, Elon uh, was on SNL. I don't know if anybody caught it. I don't know if you mm -hmm. caught it, Alex. He was on SNL. And the very beginning of the skit, uh, SNL actors come up and they're like, okay, so so what is Dogecoin? And he starts talking about it. And they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. So what is Dogecoin? And then he goes back. People in. don't understand it. Yeah, he no. goes back into it. And then they're, they look at each other and then they go, no, 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 no. So what is Dogecoin? And then Elon says, mm, I don't know, because it's just a hustle. Ladies and gentlemen, it is just a hustle. Be careful what you put your hustle money into. And that's this has nothing to do with crypto in general. This has everything to do with the market. Be careful where the hustle is. I would encourage you, and we'll get to this next piece, is wherever you invest, invest in a company that has some serious longevity. Invest in a company that's mm -hmm. been around for a while. Invest in a company that's not a hustle that's going to jump in and out just to get your money. Invest in something that's long-term, sustainable. Sell when you need to sell. Buy when you need to buy, right? Keep when you need to keep, but be honest and be, honestly, do not fall in love with that money that you invest. I'm going to say that again. Do not fall in love with the money that you invest because if you fall in love with it, I guarantee you she's going to find that next person run off with it. So be careful what you fall in love with in the stock market, okay? You got to focus on something that's long-term, that's faithful, that's committed, that's the real one versus some of these easy wham, bam, I'm done with you. Be careful what you invest in. Those, those, Figure out that Those set. are kind of- Those are some wise are, words, man. No, they're wise, but <laughs> here's the thing. You don't want to be in spending your money on cryptocurrency when you haven't established yourself on the other and the longevity, right? I told you before in this podcast, I mean, in this podcast, there's no secret. I don't invest my hard earned cash that I, that I'm looking forward to build my portfolio into cryptocurrency. Yeah. I put a little bit of money on cryptocurrencies just for what ifs, right? I completely understand that it's a market that like you said, couple words and it moves so quick so quick what and, happened and, and anyway these... we'll get to that 
I was going to no, say, no, let's and, talk and, about and Elon, what, what he said. Yeah. Yeah. What he said, because if he's right, the Bitcoin itself the mining, is yeah. so it's the mining takes so much uh, power that it's not an eco-friendly mining Bitcoin. Right. So what, what happens? He says that and boom, it tanks. People think that it's going to take all the way to 30,000 then before it's going to jump and potentially you make all your money. So if you have it in there and you've lost the, or everything, you just got that, the quantity of the coins, Hashtag just keep them, sucker. right? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, potentially it could be bounce back. Same thing with stocks. We've seen it again. When crashes happen, stock markets tend to dip. If you have the stomach for it, you buy and then it'll recuperate. You'll be a winner. But... Carlos, I want to take it even back even further. Some people were asking, like, Hello. from our podcast, is like, yeah. hey, I want to, I'm ready to invest. I've I've actually saved up two thousand dollars. I want to yep. start putting it into a couple, a couple um, stocks. How do yeah. I start? Easy. Yeah. You you can do research as far as what stocks, what's the better websites for what trading. What platform? Yeah. What platforms you got? Go with Robinhood. <laughs> no, do not go with Robinhood. But, <laughs> They're not a sponsor or anything, but like, you know, Weeble is a good one oh, for young, yeah. for people starting off. Yeah. E-Trade, Fidelity. That's There's mine. a couple. E-Trade is the best yeah. to me. Yeah. Which one? E-Trade. I love E-Trade. I've always Yeah, I love E-Trade e too. Always, that's where I they have. Don't, they don't hold my money. They don't tell me what I can invest in and not invest in. That's that's the key, right? That's why I'm joking around mm -hmm. about Robinhood, guys. You got to watch out what you do. Be careful when you follow the trends. I'm just saying. No, and, and, and look, and then one of the things that they were telling me and they were asking is like, hey, Alex, th this websites want me to put my ID. They want a picture of me. They, they want to verify my bank account. And you, these are credible institutions that have to follow the SEC guidelines. They have to report your taxes when you buy and you when you sell to your IRS. Right. So you become yes, a 1099 you at that point. Yep. Yep. You, you do have to you do have to put that information Sometimes you can do, instead of doing the login for your bank account, you can do a manual setup and they'll deposit a certain amount that you tell it will, and they'll verify your account that way. If you don't feel comfortable putting your login, sometimes you can do your login, then immediately after they verify it, change the password, change everything, and you're good to go. But yes, you do have to put your ID. You do have to take a picture of yourself. You got to verify your account, verify your bank account. Because it's all legit. Just like if you go to a bank account right now, any bank, and you want to open an account, they got to verify who you are. Absolutely. So don't be scared. That's just the rules of everybody. Plays. Even in this cryptocurrency, like Coinbase and, and Binance and all those upholds, you have to do it. It's just if they want to play by the rules, they have to follow them. And don't be afraid. Listen, I'm going to say this right now. When I was... When I was 19 years old and I and I uh, jumped into into uh, investing, I was afraid. I was like, "What if I buy and what if I sell? What about my taxes? Like, am I going to get in trouble? What am I going to do?" Because I didn't know. I'm 19 years old. I'm a little idiot, right? But I wanted to experience. I wanted to jump in on that wild ride, right? Uh, and I did. But I learned throughout time, especially as I grew up and I educated myself. Look, that they're going to take about 20% of your earnings, right? Whatever you make, you got to pay it back. So at the end of the year, here's how easy it is, guys. 
at the end of the year, if you go do taxes, you know, hopefully you're doing your taxes, whether you pay or whether you get back. And again, remember what you get back is what you put into it. So if you're getting a lot of money back in your taxes, just an FYI, you need to go back and you and do your state and federal exemptions and recorrect those. That way you don't feel like uh, at the end of the day, this is a nice, I get free money from the government. No, sir. Or no, ma'am. It's not free government. It's not money from the government. That's free. It yeah, is you your overpaid. money. <laughs> you overpaid and you need to readjust your earnings. And then you need to go into your federal and, to, and adjust your earnings anyway, and your dependents and all that fun stuff. So uh, I'll say this. Once you open up an account and you go to your tax person, whoever that tax person may be, whether they sign on the bottom line on the bottom and it says they're certified tax preparers or not, I don't care whether you get on TurboTax, what that platform will do. I know E-Trade does this and I know a lot of the real ones, Scott Trade and all those guys. What they will do is at the end of the year, they will mail you, they will email you and mail you your own 1099. That 1099 is basically as if you're filing as your own business, right? You've made an additional extra $700 a year, you know, throw it in there. If you made more than 700 bucks, if you did, they'll take their 20% and you walk away with your 80 and you keep it right. But again, it all gets configured into what you're putting in there, but they'll handle all of it. They'll do your taxes for you. And then and what happens? You'll turn Carlos, it. And that's it guys. And talking about taxes and guys, if you invest all your money into it and you don't sell at all, your tenant and I is not going to show that you made any income from any of your stocks. Yeah. So yeah, don't be scared. No, you're not going to realize gains. Yeah. You're not going to, even if you made a lot of money in your portfolio, technically you haven't sold it. So you, they're unrealized gains. So you don't have to pay nothing. So don't be That's scared right. about that. And then I want to touch okay on this next one. It's okay. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. I want to touch on this next one and then we'll probably leave the other ones for part two or part three, however long it takes us. Yeah, but man. basically is decide what you're going to invest and where we kind of touched on that. That's why I wanted to get it out of the way is know what kind of sectors you want to do. You want to do renewable energy. Do you want specific stocks? Like we mentioned, like Apple, you know, uh, Tesla, which it's not doing too good right now, but you know, Johnson and Johnson, AT&T and Carlos is having a smirk. Look, I sold my position from it. I'm good. I made my, I made profit on it. A good substantial. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to let it see what happens. I'm not always and, wrong, Alex. I actually am right on, on occasion. No, and look, and, and look, you got to know, listen, guys, you got to know when to get out. That you you got to know when said, to hold got, them and you got to know when to fold them, man. That's what you got to learn. So that's why you got the 7% um, stop loss ratio. I saw the stock and I, I, it made me some money and I saw his ticker down. It sold my position. I was like, should I have sold? But it sold me out of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm okay with it. That's why you um, can't fall in love because you can't live in that woulda, coulda, shoulda moment, right? Oh, man, if yeah. I would have held one more day, what would have happened if I would have... Listen, you're not going to be a millionaire if you hold it one more day, right? Yeah, Warren Don't Buffett it. said it better. Just you move on. The next, uh, next, you know, just move on as fast as you, as you made the soul. You move on. Don't even think about it. Don't even think of the what if, what could have. Nope, just keep going. Because right. you remember, it's the strategy that's going to get you there, not not just one particular stock. And then, of course, is if you can invest in ETFs, ETS, we talked about it before, is diversified Um holding that it's diversified into different sectors and that could be technology, energy, or whatever the case may be. Um, so that, that I'll leave that one for this podcast is basically just decide of what sectors you believe in 
what, what sectors kind of you stock? want to invest in. And what kind of stock? I mean, you can talk about penny stocks. You can talk about uh, income stock, value stock, speculative stock, growth stocks, blue stock. I mean, you can go on and on with different kind of stocks. You just got to figure out what you want to invest in. And listen, I've said this to you before, and Alex has said this to you before. If you're going to invest, make sure at the end of the day, that you are passionate about that stock. Don't just get in on it because you saw it on Instagram, right? You know, don't just get in on it because someone told you, hey, or you saw it on Snapchat or you saw it on Instagram. Again, be careful, do your research, right? Because when you lose money, those people that told you to do it, they're not gonna be right there. They're gonna say, hey man, I'm not, I'm, I don't know about this stuff. I don't, I don't, right? And it's just I, the same way like we are, right? We're saying we're not a we're not financial advisor or anything. We're just telling you experiences that we live, what we see that kind of works for us. And we do our studying. We watch the market. I mean, we do just as much as a stock trader does, right? We watch it. Mm -hmm. We watch the reports. We gauge the needles. We look for the patterns. We search the wedges. Listen, we do all of that. However, we fail and we're humans. And all it takes is a CEO posting a picture of them. God knows what. And that stock could be tanking, right? You can't control those things. Those are variables, right? That's why the market is so volatile. Sorry, Alex. It's just it's no, just, no. You're fine. You know, yeah. it, it's a, it's a lot of information, and this is why we decided to do the podcast, right? Because we want to educate. One of the things, we want to give you what we yeah. Learned. One of the yeah. things that we one of the things that our podcast, and even though we talked about a lot of things, was kind of financially, how do we help people, or what, or share what we've learned, and that's kind of why we talk a lot about business and, and hopefully that's what you guys like it. And you guys are also learning because we're learning. We don't, I don't think either of us consider that we know we probably just know 10%, but guess what? We're, we're learning. We're, we're learning with you guys. And that's what we're doing the podcast. And uh, we'll touch on the rest of them, Carlos at another podcast. Yeah, I think we yeah, need man. to move on to your, to your seven rules. And I think we're on number six. Yeah, man, we're on number six. Uh, we talked about the first five, and I'll try to break these down as, as quick as possible. The first one, of course, collaborating with others when it comes to really understanding success and wanting to experience uh, these seven rules that will position you for success. So the first one is understanding the value of collaborating with others. Uh, don't neglect uh, the time and energy that you've put into something. That's number two, three, choose the possibilities, not the problems. Remember the cup needs to be always half full. Watch when you make it half empty. Uh, the fourth one is a self-check. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago as well. Look, sometimes you need to check yourself. You need to evaluate your own work. Sometimes mm -hmm. you got to evaluate measure. And this is something that I recently, you know, this is how I, I know personally, this was a, a personal moment. This doesn't mean you have to do this, but I recently sat in and I heard the senior Vice President of Delta uh, speak at a conference that I was at this past week, Alex and Savannah. I saw and, that. Yep. And one of the coolest parts, man, out of all this is he said, you know, we at Delta, what we'd like to do is when we put something together and we execute on it, we put it out there, we manage it, we evaluate it, and we rework it. And we do it over and over and over and over and over. And that strategy, right? You have to learn how to pivot. You have to learn how to run with those things. But this self-check, 
always, always remind yourself that you're constantly having to adjust to make sure that you're trying to fine tune whatever it is you're trying to fine tune, whether that's in business, your own business, uh, whether in, that's in your brand, whatever brand that you're focusing, it works in anything. So again, uh, this is this is not just me. This is someone from Delta also uh, reminding us. So the fifth one is managing your time. You and I know that time is money. Be careful what you dedicate your time to, guys. Be very careful where you dedicate your time. Remember that what you put into is what you're going to get back on. Uh, and the sixth one is accepting responsibility, man. Number six, respect, uh, accepting responsibility. Alex, I don't know about you, but I believe there is an, an incredible amount of power when we understand the mistakes that we make, right? And when we understand the mistakes that we make, it gives us the ability to reposition ourselves. So I'm going to say to you, and, and, and I'll say this to those of you that are listening, in anything that you are doing, when you mess up, accept responsibility. Don't give excuses, accept that responsibility, move ahead, right? Uh, if you want to be a fantastic and phenomenal leader, it is not about your ego, right? It's the ability to be humble. It's the ability to be willing to learn from those mistakes and move forward. So if anything, when we talk about success and we break down these, these seven pieces of success, the sixth one is accepting responsibility, Alex. And, and I'm all about that, dude, man. You got to. No, got to. listen, I... I... I think this one here, accepting responsibility, is very important, very powerful for self-growth, for moving on. I don't know how many times it happens, and in, in probably you, you guys experience this as well, where your workforce is, and if you, one of those persons that makes a lot of excuses when it comes to certain things, and your boss is trying to tell you something or you're the boss and you're trying to make excuses because, you know, as being leaders, sometimes you don't always make the right decisions. And that's why we got to not have an ego and accept the responsibility. And what that means is it doesn't matter if you're the boss, the leader or just a regular, a regular employee. If you accept your responsibility of the mistake that you've made, everyone moves quicker past it and it's not a big deal. That's right. What happens is. If someone makes a mistake and you just be like, look, I'm sorry, I made the mistake. I, I saw what I did. I'll move on. I I'll own it. And everybody's like, let's move past it. Good. You accepted your responsibility. No need to talk about it. Great job. Let's, let's move go. on. You learn it. But if you're like one of those people out there that's like, it's not my fault, this, this, and then your boss is like, clearly you made a mistake. This your, and you're not accepting responsibility. It's like, you can't move past that. Now your boss thinks, or you're, whoever, or if he, or if he's your boss, you're thinking like, dude, this guy, I need to watch out for him. Or this employee can't even accept his own little responsibility. What I'm saying sure. is not a big deal. Just own it. So I think if you own it, say you did it, move on and everybody moves on quick. That's right. That's right. Accept the responsibility. I mean, it happens all the time, Carlos. I don't, I, I, you know, it's just taking responsibility allows for more flexibility it allows you to see a different approach. It allows you to learn, grow instead of having that ego. Yeah, man. No, no, no. And that's what happens, man. When we get to that point where we don't accept responsibility for the mistakes that we've made, we grow that ego. And once you get to that point, bro, I just don't think there's hope at that point, right? Because then you can never do anything wrong, right? You were always the victim and everybody else caused you to do it. 
So I don't think when it comes to success, I have not seen, I'll tell you this, in my own personal dealings with success and the successes that I have had and the successes that I have, Alex, I'll tell you right now, me running from that of accepting responsibility, it doesn't work. But when I accept it, you move on, you learn from it, then you pivot again, right? You've got to understand mm -hmm. and value, value it, right? Value it when that takes place. So uh, number six, we'll finish next week, but number six, accept responsibility. And that's all I'll say about that, good Alex. One. I'll say that. No, it's a good one. It's a good one. I think we all need to accept responsibility when it's right. Accept the responsibility when it's right, when it's wrong. Same deal. Accept it. And everybody moves past it. And actually, it looks like, hey, this person is a, I can count for this person. Um, I've done it before when, when I've messed up on a, on say a proposal or an engineering scenario and be like, look, I, I messed up. I screwed up. How do we do this? And it's like, okay, it's not a big deal. We'll learn from it. And then we move on. Time and time and time, it happens. It happens all the time, you know, because we're yeah. not perfect and, and we make mistakes. No, nah, man, I think, I think, uh, listen, I know we've got some other ones that we didn't get a chance to talk about, but let's talk a little bit about Alex. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one because I know you're, you're a big fan like me, but what's going on with Elon Bitcoin? I know you've already so, talked a little bit about it. Yeah, we, we touched briefly about it, but, learned, but he has said some interesting things lately. I mean, he said, you know, that's the thing with Elon, dude. He he says a lot of things. Some people think he's kind of wacky, and there's a reason why a lot of people, including myself, look up to him because I believe he's. Have you he's have you watched his mannerisms and stuff? You know, he's got a little bit of. Yeah, he he he's a little bit of a different type of person. I can I can tell you that. But that's look, because he's I'm, he's got he's got some uh, some things. Yeah, there's, but I, there's I some also, mental, uh, not not handicaps. He's he's got a handicap. But the man is, I think it's because he's just a genius, bro. Honestly. That's what I was going to say. I I think he can't, he doesn't have time. And I've heard it this before from other people. He doesn't have time. You can't connect to somebody that's not in, in his same playing field. And what I mean is this guy is probably so smart that when you're talking, he's already analyzed so many things in the conversation that he's like, I think there's an episode and you guys can go find it where he was with Joe Rogan and he's kind of like thinking to myself, oh, like, when he's why smoking weed. Talk <laughs> yeah. He, he's kind of like, why am I even talking to you? This is like so, so much waste of time for me. Right. Uh -huh. Because that guy just is thinking he's, he's thinking of how to build rockets, right. taking us to Mars, how to build an <laughs> ecosystem in Mars. He already shot a car to the, oh, to God. the outer space. And, and over here, you want to talk about like, Hey, how do I glow this plant? And he's like, dude, I'm trying to put humans in Mars. It's like, you know what I'm saying? So he's, he's, he, he perceives like this different type of person that to us could be like, ah, oh, he's a little wonky, no disrespect to anybody out there. Uh, but to us, like normal people, we feel like, ah, oh, this guy feels a little weird, but man, he's just because he, maybe he's just so smart. They we're out of his league and we're the weird ones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you can connect with that, Carlos, but I think that, look, and he does say some wonking things. I, I He says that Bitcoin, um, he doesn't like the mining because obviously Tesla is trying to be eco-friendly. But again, our energy is consumed by nuclear plants that do a lot of emissions. 
Now, if those plants are doing their thing and we got cars also doing their thing, we're, they're doing something that a little bit will take away from that. So I don't agree with the whole comment about, oh, we got nuclear plants or whatever causing all this pollution. Yeah. yeah but if course. you had the same amount of cars and that creating all the pollution, then we have more, right? So he's doing his little part. It, it just shows you what you were talking about, Carlos. And, and, and if you want to step in at any time, just let me know. Uh, but if Bitcoin moves so quick, it was around $60,000. And roughly right now, it's probably around thirty-seven or something like that. The last time I checked there, or it went down to 30-something. It moves so My quick. My eyes are on Coinbase, but I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no. But look, it moves so quick. So if you had money... If you had money and you invested a lot of it around the 50, you saw some negative portfolios hit your account, especially, I don't know how much money you guys might've invested in it, but if you hold off, there's a lot of people out there that believe that it's going to pick back up. There's always that if, so if you're already at a loss at this moment in time, patient. just hold it. Yeah. Hold just it. Just hold it. Yeah. Be patient it. because if You've it does go in. all the way. You've already jumped in. Yeah. Yeah. If it moves up and it goes to back to the 60, then guess what? You're back to square one. If it goes up 70, 80, now you're making money. If it goes down further, well, you already lost anyway. So what's the, at that point, what do you, what else you got to lose? You know what I am going to say about this? I, look, I've already, I've already made too mm -hmm. many jokes of crypto. I've already made too many jokes of Doge. Uh, you know, and there's so many other ones, you know, we talk about Ethereum. We talk about, I just said Coinbase. Yeah. Uh, look, 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 Alex, what I'm blown away about <clears throat> is here's how do I say this? I'm trying to say this in the most in the most respectful way, guys. The level of influence that Elon has in the financial markets today is incredible. You go back three years. Not even Warren Buffett has that, right? People would say, "Ah, oh, he's he's just an idiot, right? He's just smoking weed with with Joe Rogan." Like this guy's. Listen, the level of influence that this man has now, now he knows he's got this level of influence. Now he knows he's got the level of power that he has, and all it takes is one thing for him to say. And listen, he'll joke about it. He'll say, "Oh yeah, that's right. I was on Twitter. I was too much, too busy on Twitter." Listen, when he says it on Twitter people listen. And when you have that much of an influence, right? We saw what our previous president was able to do over Twitter, right? We saw what he's able mm -hmm. to do, right? Elon has the same type of influence now because the market responds to what he says. And here's the thing. The market does not just respond to Bitcoin when he says, or what it says about Tesla. It does kind of play a role in Tesla. Don't get me wrong, but the yeah, whole does. market is now affected by some of the things that he says. The tech sector, right? He could come out mm -hmm. tomorrow and say, look, Tesla is officially buying Apple. It's going to rock the world, right? Right. They're going to yeah, rock tried. the world. They're going to rock it, right? Because that's what he will do. So look, Carlos, full, full disclosure, because I've invested in, in a lot, like, again, guys, I'm invested in a lot of these, but at a very moderate rate. Now I do have XRP, um, and, and, and look, it's already down to 0.98 cents. I'm invested in Ethereum and I bought around when it was 3,700 or something. Now it's about 26. So it's down at, uh, about a thousand bucks. It keeps going. Bitcoin, same thing, right? But it's uh, 37,000. 
just like you said, those comments that he made, it went through Ethereum, Bitcoin, XRP, and everything. Now, again, I believe that a lot of these are going to get back up because Ethereum, XRP, they're blockchain writers per se. And, and look, you can do your own research for what, how all this stuff works. There's so much stuff I don't even understand. I don't consider myself not one bit an expert on any of that. Uh, but the market responds to whatever Elon says and how it affects it is crazy. And then you got That's other like, big oh, ETFs that are also being affected because of the way Tesla is being, uh, how yeah. it's moving. It's so crazy, the power and the reach that he has. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. There is, there is a, a, a incredible force that takes place when this man speaks. So listen, the only reason I wanted to bring that up is because it's so interesting how one person can influence the market. It's just one more. Yeah, you're right. Buffett, when he says something, Buffett will say it. People, you know, receive it. They process it because here's the thing. Buffett does not specifically focus on a specific sector. If anything, Buffett focuses on his Hathaway right? Mm -hmm. right. He focuses on Berkshire, 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 and, and all the companies, the conglomerate of companies that he's got under his portfolio that, ladies and gentlemen, it's like, I don't even know what it's at right now. Uh, Berkshire, yeah. right now, what their stock is valued at, but it's thousands of dollars just to buy one share. So, you know, yeah, his I, main I, one, his uh, class A, the class A yeah, is the biggest. Yeah, that's the biggest. So listen, I just wanted to bring that up is because some of you may be saying, well, I'm kind of, I don't really understand this Elon guy. Y'all talk about them too much. Listen, when you hear news that this man says, if you're interested in stocks, just listen, just listen, mm -hmm. because he's got influence over the market. And that's where it's a little dangerous to me, right? I think it's, it's it. very dangerous because then whatever he picks on, he can pick on. You imagine someone from Coca-Cola makes him mad? Man, people will jump on that bandwagon, right? They'll jump on. I mean, if Elon says that's horrible stuff, I don't want nothing to do with it. Why? Because he's considered because a lot of people see him as man. a rock star. Right? Yeah, he sees he's him as a rock star status. Exactly. He can't fail. He sent somebody to the moon, right? He's got this self-driving car. He's you know talking about Dogecoin, and before you know it, we may realize one day that he's really the owner of Dogecoin. But I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to. So Berkshire. Um, Stock one share costs you four hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars, four hundred and sixty-nine with three cents as of what it closed today. And you know That's he's crazy. already That's picked a out. Big... His, he's already picked out his predecessor. You know that, right? He's already got a succession plan ready to go. Him and Charlie Munger, they've already got succession plans ready to go. Man. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, the revenue is at two hundred and forty-five point five billion dollars. Crazy. Nuts. Anyway, I mean, but dude. And, and we haven't even talked about Bill Gates. Like maybe we need to bring it up in a oh, because you know he's going through another. Week. Yeah, because uh, he's going through a divorce. He's, he's got his own issues. Yeah, and, and I think there's another. I think like there's another. Conspira I think there's another conspiracy thing there, but I'm not going to get into that. No, we we're going to talk about it. That's why I'm saying because there's some other things with with um with what's that other guy's name Epstein? No, um Jeffrey, right? Yeah, the one that killed himself guy. in jail. Yeah, there's some yeah, other the stuff that we can outside. talk about. Let's listen. Let's just hold it off. And Carlos, give us our inspiration before we leave the podcast here. I'm going to give you an inspiration, but this inspiration comes from me. This is something that comes straight out of my book. There's nobody uh, who's done this. Uh, I'm just going to give it to you flat out. Uh, and I'm pulling it up because I want to read it to you. 
uh, one of the things that I've learned throughout my day is that as long as you push yourself, no one, no one is going to do it for you. So push yourself and no one's going to do it for you. Remember that. If you don't push yourself, if you don't get to that point, where are you going to get to? So at the end of the day, remember that if you push yourself, do it because it's going to get you where you need to go. My name is Carlos. This is Alex. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, See you guys. Peace. Peace.